This is the Holland Assets Podcast, where we show you how to start and run your own trucking company. Ever wanted to go out on your own? Follow Chris as he goes through the highs and lows of running on his own authority. Welcome, everybody. Welcome to the Holland Assets Podcast, episode number 113. I just want to remind you all before we get started to go to hollandassetsllc.com, where you can find past episodes, show notes, the works. It's all there. You can also find us on Facebook where you can make comments that we <clears throat> occasionally talk about like we will today. <laughs> All right. So uh, now that that is out of the way, I am Craig, your host over there. He is Chris. How's it going, Chris? I'm doing pretty well. How about you? You know, not too bad. Not too bad. My yeah. beloved Mariners are in the playoffs for the first time in 21 years, and I could not be more excited about it. I'm, I'm surprised we were able to pull you away from the TV to, to, <laughs> to record. The magic of DVR. Yeah. So, yeah. so is I know... 13 is an unlucky number. Sure. Is 113 unlucky? As in episode 113? Yeah, as in episode 113. Uh, it, it, I, I don't know about unlucky. You know what? It's a lucky number, Chris, because we were lucky enough to get, uh, we were lucky enough to be asked to do a little soul searching. Right. How's we that? Were. That's a good way to put it. All yeah. right. So yeah, today we're talking about, are we staying true to our purpose? That is, that is the purpose of today's episode. Um, and, and this could, I, Chris, reading through the notes, this could be a bit of a long one. I was thinking the same thing as yeah. I was, I was, I was kind of preparing the outline and everything for it. Yeah. It, yeah. it could be a long one. Yeah. It could be. Yeah. We, who knows? Some, how some of the things that we're going to talk about, we may just skim because I, there's actually a couple things here that probably deserve, not probably, there are a couple things here that deserve their own episode. Okay. So yeah, maybe we'll hit those, but, uh but reserve the bulk of of the commentary for a separate episode. Yep. Fair enough. All right. So we will, yeah, we, we got called out on a comment um, and we're going to address that comment today. But Chris, before we do any, anything else that you want to bring up before we get started, the traditional, how was yeah, your week? I, I brought you a present. Yeah, that's right. I, did, did. I, I brought you a present. <laughs> and this giant box. We haven't talked about it yet. Okay. You don't even know what the, I mean, you know what the present is, yeah, but you don't know the backstory to it. Chris brought me a box of macaroni and cheese, uh, like any good friend. Uh, and not, not a box, a case. A case. That's of true. Of mac and cheese. <laughs> okay. And this is the part where you have to ask the uh, trucking company owner, did this wink, wink, <laughs> fall off the back of a truck, Chris? What is the story? Um, not exactly. <laughs> <laughs> what is it? All right, I'm dying to know. So, um, first and foremost, the your your box of mac and cheese is courtesy of Trudy. Trudy, okay. one of our drivers. Oh, thank you, um, Trudy. Yeah, thank Trudy. Trudy calls Nate, and then Nate calls me. Uh, it was actually this just happened yesterday. Okay. Um, Nate calls me and says, "Hey, Trudy's delivering a truckload of mac and cheese to our local distributor. That's literally like less than ten minutes away from my house." And uh, the shipper had put two pallets extra oh, no. on the truck. <laughs> and to complicate matters, the two pallets are the wrong brand. It's a brand of mac and cheese. Like oh. this is the generic, what you would buy in the grocery store right. mac and cheese, but it's not the local generic. It's a generic from back east. Oh, okay. So, so is it like a not not like Kroger or something? It's something no, else. It, okay. but it'd be like the Kroger brand. Yeah. Okay. Uh, in, in fact, probably the Kroger brand's probably made in the same plant. I'm sure all, they all yeah, are. All the same right. thing. So, yeah. anyway, um, the the receiver says, "Hey, we're not taking this." 
And so we call the broker and figure out, well, what do you want us to do with it? And finally the answer comes back. Whatever you want. Get rid of it. Oh my (laughs) God. So we end up with a two pallets, two pallets of mac and cheese. And so there you go. You've got a, uh, a case of mac and cheese. Oh my gosh. Well, yeah, indeed. Thank you, Trudy, uh, for the mac and cheese. And thank you, broker, and whoever screwed up the order. My, my kids are going to be eating like kings, like Kroger kings for, uh, gosh, this this is uh, a couple weeks worth. Yeah, at uh, least, yeah. Wow. You should be okay. Yeah, yeah. Nobody's going to starve for the next uh, week or two. It's going, yeah, it's going straight into long-term food storage, you know, uh, so that when, when out in Utah, okay, we're recording in Utah, we're always talking about the big one, the earthquake, right, because we're right yeah. on a continental fault line. And so everybody's waiting for the big one. And when that hits, we're going to have mac and cheese for days. Yep. Cold mac and cheese, Chris. All right. So <laughs> anything else you want to talk about? Um, I, I, I was just going to mention um, that we've got two trucks sitting for the first time in a while. Oh, wow. Um, what happened? It, well, let's see. What did happen? Um, one is a story for later on down the road. Oh, okay. It's maybe... It's going to be a very good episode at some point, but I'm not quite ready to talk about it yet. This is probably is it too, too, it's too emotional. It's too yeah, too yeah. emotional. It's it's and a few other things. <laughs> um, but it will be a very interesting episode when it happens. Okay. Um, and the second thing, um, we had a driver who we lost on. Well, he's he's okay, but he uh, had some health issues and mm. had to step away from trucking for a while. Right. Um. So. Uh, Two trucks, which the last time this happened, if you remember, was when we added our third truck to our fleet. Right. And all of a sudden, we have three trucks, but only one operating. That was scarier than two trucks now. I mean, it's not the end of the world. It's not right. ideal. But it'll be interesting to see what happens with uh, October's numbers right. um, because of that. Yeah, like you said, not as scary. 66% of your fleet sitting is yeah. a lot scarier than 20%. Correct. Right. So, yeah, that makes sense. Um, all right. Well, I guess uh, I will look forward to hearing those stories at some point. Uh, but you know what story I want to hear today, Chris? Uh, what story? I want to hear the story of uh, of you getting called out in the comments. Yeah. And you, and, I mean, and me, but really everybody knows I'm just like some guy, right? <laughs> that's that's the benefit of being some guy is everybody gets gets to uh, get gets to call you out. And I just get to keep asking for my face on the side of the truck and never getting it and yeah. so we, we both have our roles in this podcast i i got called on the carpet by eric and i actually really appreciate it because he had some he he gave probably the longest facebook comment i've ever seen in my life it was on episode 105 but it was really well thought out like he put you could tell he put some thought into it and brings up a lot of really good points and so yeah. in today's episode we're going to try to address most of those points and talk a little bit about them today yeah absolutely yeah when you mentioned it i went back and looked it up and read the whole comment it really is a great comment uh but it, it definitely is one of those like it'll it'll turn your face red yeah and uh, ju- just so you know like so as i was preparing for this podcast episode i i talked to a few people about it i, I did the outline one of them being chet and i sent chet the comments chet to being my brother, brother who works with you yeah yeah um, I sent Chet. I sent Chet the comments and the outline for kind of what I plan on talking about and how I planned on talking about or addressing the comments. Um, and Chet's all like, after he read through everything, that he sends me a text. I really like Eric. 
<laughs> so Eric, nice. what I need is you've I got need, fans, but you've got fans. I need a, a your picture so that I can put it on a T-shirt and put I'm Eric's biggest fan <laughs> and on give it, it to give Chet. It to Chet. <laughs> That's funny. So uh, Eric, if you've if you're listening and you've got some time, shoot me a picture. And uh, I'm going to get Chet a t-shirt made with your and, face on it. And an image release, you know. And, uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't think you're going to be selling I'm Eric's Prop, biggest yeah, band no, t-shirts. I just want to give one to Chet. <laughs> All right. So tell us about the comment, Chris. Uh, what Give us, because like you said, it is a, it's a long, broad comment. But give us kind of the gist of what was in the comment, and then we'll dive into the specifics. So, so basically, and I, and I think really kind of this first, I, I'm going to read like one of the first parts of his comment. I mm-hmm. think it kind of envelops the whole spirit of what he's saying, because he, he actually goes through and he, he makes a bunch of different points. And that's mm-hmm. what we're going to try to address is the points. But here, I'll read this. So it says, he, Eric says, I don't think the podcast has been living up to the promise of the first year or so of episodes, not until the latest one, that is. And I think that was episode 104 that yeah, he's that referring was the to. Listener questions. Yep. Yeah. He, he said, the teaser still says, follow Chris as he, but it's not that anymore, is it? It's not even Chris's trucking company anymore, is it? Um, he goes on to say it's more or less something that he dabbles with while someone else actually runs the company on a day-to-day basis. Right. Um, at least as far as I can tell, that's what's going on. And so he's talking about Nate, you know, Nate, right. We've mentioned Nate, is the, the, you know, runs that for the most part, the day-to-day operations. And so, so basically what his premises is, is, is the podcast is hauling assets. Um, oh, you just put a G on it and I will haul an asset you forever. Are we staying true to our purpose? That's right. really kind of what this boils down to. And so maybe we start by talking about what was the purpose uh, when we started. Um, and then we can talk about whether that has kind of morphed along the way, right? Uh, the idea, and as Eric says, it's still in that kind of trailer audio that my dulcet tones provide. Uh, <laughs> you know, follow Chris as he, uh, you know, takes to the road and, you know, starts his own trucking company. See what it's like to do it on your own to run on your own authority um and so the the purpose of it was to see okay so starting from zero what is it like to buy a truck get your authority hit the road you know get loads work with brokers and shippers and all that stuff um and make a go of being an owner operator um and so and that that is what it was for the first year it was you on the road doing those things and we did talk about hey you know hey eventually this is going to grow we want to talk about what it's like to grow your your company grow your fleet uh do something that's not just you on the road right uh so it has grown and morphed a little bit from what you were doing in that first year um i i would say those first what would that be? 60, 70 episodes or so? Or maybe not that many. I, something like that. I, I, the but first those, year was, yeah, we basically recorded once a week. So yeah, right. I mean, it was, it was 50, 50 episodes. plus episodes. So those first 50 episodes, I still, I I would say before we even get into a lot of what Eric said, if you are in that position where you're just starting out, you're just thinking about doing it, uh, if this or you know one of these later episodes is what you're coming in on, then go back. Those first 50 episodes still hold up. Um, you know, some of the specifics might have changed about what's going on in the market and what's going on in the world. COVID hit, you know, that sort of thing. Uh, so there are some specifics that have changed, but, but the, principles the principles are still there. Are there. Right. Yeah. But yeah. All right. So how, how am I doing? That's that's my take on that's where we were. Things have shifted. So 
go on, Chris. So, uh, yeah, things have changed. Obviously, we're not a one truck operation with me driving anymore. Right. It's completely morphed. Um, And really all along, the purpose of this podcast of me doing this was to help people understand how to run a business and, you know, specifically, obviously a trucking business. And I think for the most part, you know, we've stuck to that. Mm -hmm. Um, Have, have we always done the best? Has every episode been the greatest episode ever? Could we have done better on certain episodes? Yeah. Hey, 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 slow down. We're awesome. Every episode forever. (laughs) Okay, every episode's mostly good. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Close enough, I'll take it. 50% of the time, it works 100% of the there time. There you go, exactly. So uh, I, I think for the most part, like I feel like we've done a decent job with right. sticking with that. But I'll, let's let everybody kind of be their own judge. We'll talk talk through this and you can be the judge of, mm-hmm. you know, are we um, kind of holding true to our values? Are we sticking with the purpose of the episode, the, the podcast? And and. Eric brings out some points throughout his comments and we'll address each one of those. And there's explanations for most of it and why I hopefully bring everybody into the thought process of why we've been doing things the way we've been doing and yeah, explain okay. some things. All right. Sounds good. So uh, what do you want to address first? He, he says uh, he brings up that teaser line, follow Chris as he dot, dot, dot. Right. Uh, but he says, it's not that anymore. Is it? It's not even Chris's trucking company. Maybe we start with something like that. What's your role these days on a day-to-day basis? I think that's a good place to start. So yes, Nate has come in. We, we brought Nate on as a partner, um, in the business after the business was almost two years old, not quite two years old. And, um, and the whole reason behind that was because, um, at at that point and we can answer, well, we'll leave it till later. We're going to answer another one of the questions about kind of business ownership and how Mm -hmm. it's structured later on in this episode. But at the beginning, essentially it was me and Chet, probably 10% Chet, 90% me. Right. Um, And um, I've, even before we started hauling assets, you know, motor carry HQ already existed. I thrive funding already existed. Um, Track and assets already existed. I had all these other businesses that were already going and, um, so that hasn't changed. Like I right. still have those businesses and, and we brought Holland assets on and I, I was probably spent dedicated 80% of my time to Holland assets. Um, that first year where now I probably don't dedicate quite dedicate quite that much. We brought Nate on because we knew if we really wanted to grow this business and make it bigger, it wasn't going to happen with just me and Chet because Chet and I were already just spread too thin. Yeah. And so that was the whole purpose of bringing Nate on. And so now, so to answer the question, do I have an active role in the business? Absolutely. I still have an active role in the business. Um, I, um, you know, Nate has a certain set of responsibilities, things that he's kind of in charge of. And then I've got a certain set of responsibilities that I'm in charge of. So Nate does most of the, like the day-to-day operations. He does most of the driver management where I spend most of my time, um, I, I still take the lead on financials. I do all the financial stuff with the business. Because um, well, you're not allergic to spreadsheets. I'm not allergic to spreadsheets. Yeah. I do 90% of it. Nate does some. He does some some of the data entry stuff, mm-hmm. and he's getting more proficient in QuickBooks and understanding how all that stuff works. But I do 90% of the financials. I do most of the you know tracking down money for loans or for you know um, the financing on equipment and 
the cash flow and all that other kind of stuff. And so we we still do that. And on top of that, you know, Nate and I, we've talked about this in the past, are both in the National Guard. So there are times when he's gone and I fill in and do a lot of what he would normally be doing because he's you know, in the guard. Then when he goes on vacation, you know, I, I'll handle uh, a lot of that stuff. And so we've, we've kind of got each other's backs mm-hmm. at, at all times. So I am still actively engaged in the business. And, and some days I may spend eight hours in the business. Other days I may spend zero hours in the business. But all in all, I bet you I still spend three to four hours a day in, on hauling on assets. assets. Okay. All right. Fair enough. In, including yesterday, we had two pallets of mac and cheese on a truck <laughs> that our driver couldn't really go anywhere until we got rid of that mac and cheese. And so like I went and who's the guy they call. Yeah. Nate and I both had to go scramble to help get all those pallets off that truck. I mean, it's not hard to get rid of a bunch of mac and cheese, but we still, I mean, it took a couple hours of each of our day. And on top of that, after that, um, we went with to lunch with another potential driver. Um, I, I'm still really heavily involved in screening drivers and, the yeah. hiring process the hiring generally process mm-hmm. yeah. all right so okay so that answers that question you are still involved in a day-to-day business but your role has definitely morphed from when you were behind the wheel on a day-to-day basis yep, and we always knew that would happen that was kind of the goal yeah. was to grow the company such that you could then play to your strengths um which you know as we established in earlier episodes you're a good driver but there are great drivers out there, right? You want to <laughs> yeah. hire some great drivers. Absolutely. <laughs> so. and, and to kind of expound on that a little bit, so how do you relate that to you know somebody else who's thinking about taking a similar journey? Um, I, I think you just replace Nate with um, an, an actual owner-operator that transitions into a, a fleet manager. Right. Like instead of at the point where we hired Nate, you, that that other person that mm-hmm. wants to go through this similar path would just jump out of the truck and essentially jump into the role that Nate has taken. Right. On. So if this were your only business, you wouldn't have a Nate. I wouldn't, I probably wouldn't have had a Nate. Right. Yep. So yeah, you just needed somebody else because you, you got a lot of irons and a lot of fires. Yes. Uh, okay, good. So anything else from that one? I think we've addressed that comment so far. Uh, do we want to go to the next to section the next of, of Eric's? Yeah. I, you know, I will read this in my best Eric impression. Okay, so uh, Eric, please forgive me. Okay. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. I will not do an impression. Uh, I was annoyed, says Eric, when Chris first expanded the fleet, in part because I remembered an early episode. And Chris, this is such a good point. I'm, it is a good point. It's, I had forgotten about this. I remembered an early episode where he warned owners that they should add at most one truck per year because otherwise they might run into insurmountable cash flow problems and could lose their business. As if he thought nothing, as if he thought his own advice meant nothing. Chris added more than one truck at a time and talked about doing so in a very cavalier way. To me, it was a good thing when Chris reported that he bounced a check because he restored his credibility a little bit. But although that would have been a good teaching moment, Chris didn't really say much about it other than that he was embarrassed about what happened. Okay, so a couple of things here. Yeah, we can talk about the bounce check and whatnot, but it's a great point. That is a piece of advice that you gave early on in the podcast. And now here you are going, hey, you know, here's my my third truck this quarter, right? (laughs) You know, and so... Uh, I had forgotten that you had mentioned that or else I would have probably called you out on it or asked some questions, you know, what, what's going on there. So does your original advice still hold? Do you want to amend that advice or do you want to just 
or is your situation different enough that you feel like your your advice still holds for the majority of owners the majority of the time? So I, I think it's the latter. I so I, I think probably a better way to phrase that and word that is you really shouldn't grow faster than what you can manage. And I think for most people, that's probably going to be at least early on in the first few years, no more than one truck a year. Um, and even I would say we've probably grown a little faster than we should have. Mm. Um, so I, I, I've been astonished sitting in this yeah, seat. It, I've been shocked at it's how been fast a little it's crazy. Gone. And, yeah. and I'll talk a little bit about this in a second, but I, I'll let, let me talk about how I think we should have done it versus how we actually did it. So one, um, to, to expand a little bit on, I don't think you should grow faster than you can manage. A lot of the times we think we can grow faster than we really can. Mm-hmm. So I would, I would say you really have to do some soul searching here on what you can manage. Um, I think I can not, I, I don't think I, I, I can grow a little bit faster because I've got deeper pockets than most people. Like I, I've got, three other businesses that are successful businesses and are, are doing well financially Mm -hmm. that can kind of help like in, you know, I've got a little more cash than most people. Right. And this is something we've tried to be transparent about, you know, even in the early stages that, that you're trying for, for the most part, you know, 95% of the way you're trying to go down the, the route that, you know, any, average owner yeah. operator would, but there are some things that you do have something of a leg up on, on yeah. the others. And, th- and that being one of them, just kind of the deeper pockets that, that has helped me. If, if I was, if this was, again, let's go back to, if this was my only business and I didn't have other businesses that could kind of help out a little mm-hmm. bit financially, like a bridge loan to right. help purchase a trailer until permanent financing came through. I mean, that's something that we've done. Um, then, it, it'd be a different story. So we, we've we've had some, we've been able to help out with some cash. The, the thing that you have to kind of think of is every time you add a new truck, you've got to have about twenty to $30,000 of operating capital just to help that truck through the first month before you actually start getting revenue. You actually start getting checks mm-hmm. for the work that that truck did. And and so you're you're essentially covering all the fuel expense, the insurance, yep. the truck payment, the driver's salary, all of that for a month before you actually start seeing money in the bank for the work that that truck did. Right. And and that's, you, you've just, and you've f- got to be careful with that. Floating that is difficult. It's difficult. So, yeah. Okay. All right. Um, it, do you, tell, tell me about the rate of growth. Because um, it, it does feel to me like uh, you know, year one, it was you behind the wheel. Okay, great. And then yep. you bought a second truck. Uh, we're easing into things. And then it seemed like year three, it just went nuts. It, right? it did. So we, we, one truck the first, the whole first year, the end of the second year, we bought our second truck. Um, well, like probably nine months into the second year, mm-hmm. we bought our second truck. And then at the beginning of the third year through that entire third year, I think we added five trucks. Which, yeah, it's bananas. Which became nanas. Maybe, maybe it was only four. And this, okay, so it, to set the stage a little bit, that was as we started year three, which would have been 2021 or 20, yeah, it was 2020. Year three, the beginning of year three was um, 2020, like May of 2021. Okay, all right. So this is a year after kind of COVID has been a thing. Yeah. And, uh, so just 
I'm just trying to set my own mental stage for what was going on at the time. Okay. All right. So, um, what, what kind of happened there is we added the trucks to that pace. And what I think we really probably should have done is we probably should have added another truck. Like instead of doing just one, the second year, we probably should have added two the second year and then added one fewer in the third year. So two in year two and then four so, in year three. Yeah. Or three, probably or three in year three. So one in year one, two in year. So at, at the end of year one, we'd have one truck at the end of year two, we'd have three trucks. And then the end of year four, we'd have um, six or seven trucks. Okay. Probably six would have been better. Right. So this is what Holland Assets should have done That's what we with your done. hindsight. You're still not saying, hey, that is the rate of growth that most people should no. go for. And and there are situations where it may make sense to grow even faster than that. But that's well, gonna you're going to have to have somebody with even deeper pockets than I do. Like, <laughs> I think we kind of maxed ourselves out oh, you, at you, what we were at. I mean, yeah, again, sitting in the seat I'm in. Yeah, yeah. I, I could see kind of the stress points as they came along. Yeah, um, so th that's kind of what I would have done. And and part of the reason it was like, it was hard to predict things. Uh, uh, COVID kind of blew everything up. And the, one of the things, one of the reasons I think we decided to be a little bit more aggressive than we really were is because we had to order our trucks a year in advance. And so we're trying to predict, okay, a year from now, how many trucks do we want to have coming online? And we weren't able to predict the timing of when those trucks arrived. Like if we could have spread the trucks out a little bit more, it probably would have made things way easier, but we had trucks come in bunches. Like yeah. we'd go three months without adding a truck. And then all of a sudden we'd had three trucks in a month and a half. And it just, and, and that became incredibly challenging to manage. Right. I mean, like you said, 20, 30,000 per truck in operating expenses to get it out on the road. That's, yeah. That's a lot. And which, by the way, it, it goes back to the very first truck you bought. You know, <laughs> that that was about the cost it it was it, to get the first truck out was, on the road. So yeah. that doesn't go away as the fleet grows. Yeah. And and so the, to kind of answer that second part of that point that, that Eric made is that created our serious cash flow issues. And, and in all honesty, like we still haven't been completely, even now, aren't completely out of the cash flow issues. Like we'll have a week or two where our our balance on our checking account gets uncomfortably low. We And and like he mentioned, we'd bounced a check once, I think it was a little over a year ago at, at this point, and we haven't been in that same scenario exactly, but we've still been way tighter than we feel comfortable with. Right. And it's, it's just, it's managing that cash flow. It's tight. It's hard. You've got to, we, I would like to say that the world works perfectly and in absolutes, but a big chunk of that is we just, we couldn't, we couldn't time it like two years ago or three years ago. If you wanted a truck this month where we, you could say, Hey, I've okay. I've got my $30,000 saved up. I'm ready to go buy a truck. I go to the dealership and I buy a truck and I probably can walk off the lot with a truck. Right. You just couldn't do that. And, and we couldn't time, we could sell it. Hey, we want one truck in the first quarter, one truck in the second quarter, one truck in the third quarter, one truck in the fourth quarter and, and tell the dealership that that's what they want, but they're going to give us the truck and we have to take it when, when it comes, when it comes or we don't get it. And that's just, it made it, it made it really unpredictable yeah. and really hard to manage that cash flow. And so, and that's part of the reason, like, how do you predict that that's what's going to happen? Like that, that market doesn't, it's different than it's ever really been. Right.
Absolutely. Well, Chris, do you feel like you've said your piece on uh, that bit? Uh, should we move on to Eric's next Let's comment? Let's move on to the next one, yeah. Uh, so he has another comment right hot on the heels of that. says, I've heard that being a single truck operation is all about managing your truck, but when it comes to more than one truck, it becomes a matter of managing people. And I think longtime listeners of this podcast have seen that come true for you, right? Yeah. And, and I think he's absolutely correct when it comes to that comment. It is. When you're, when you're a, an owner-operator, it's about managing your truck. As soon as you step out of that role as an owner-operator, it becomes really more about managing people. And, and in all reality, I feel like that's what we've been doing. I mean, that's like with Nate, um, that is, uh, that's what a big chunk of my role has been. And I, like I'm not really managing Nate, but Nate came into this um, almost two years ago. Or has it been two years? No, it'll be two years in January. Nate came into this never having owned a business before. Nate's an incredibly talented person. He's smart. He's dedicated. He's a hard worker. He's got everything that you want as far as a business owner goes, except experience. experience. Yeah, yeah. And so a big chunk of my time over the last year and a half has been mentoring Nate and helping him gain that experience mm-hmm. and working with Nate. And so you know, when it comes to managing people, even though Nate's a partner in the business, I have been spending a big chunk of my time managing, helping him yep. gain that experience. And so, you know, that's, that's really what it's been do, doing. When, when Nate first came into the business, like we hired him and, and he's been like the muscle of the business. And I'm not saying this in any way disparaging to Nate, but I've been the brains of the business. Uh, especially the at the very beginning, the experience. I'm the guy with the experience. I'm and, and as time's gone on, Nate is you know he's been using his muscles, he's been ex, uh, uh, you know flexing his muscles and and getting stronger there. But he's also been developing his brain and developing that experience. And as time goes on, Nate's going to transition more and more out of the muscles of the business role and more and more into the brain of the right. business role, but that's taken a lot of time and that's going to take more years to develop that fully. And that's where a lot of my time has been spent right? in and helping Nate. And that's when he usurps your place on the couch, Chris. And then uh, I'm talking yeah, to Nate everywhere. Yeah, that'll be a benefit for everyone. <laughs> there you a go. Benefit yeah. for all. <laughs> um, okay. So shouldn't, uh, sorry, back to Eric. Uh, shouldn't Chris or somebody be talking about all of the people issues that come up? And let me pause before you respond to that and say, I kind of feel like we have. There, not not necessarily every little thing that comes up, but you've talked about when, hey, you know, we had to let a driver go, which to be fair, this was a comment on episode 105. Maybe we hadn't gotten there yet. Yeah, he. Um, so to give Eric some, I, I agree with both of you. Um, this comment from Eric was, I think over about two months ago, maybe a little bit more than two months ago. Yeah. And, and I feel like he's got some, he's got a valid point here. I don't feel like I'd done as good of a job with that. I've been trying to do a better job since. And even before Eric made this comment, like this was something that was kind of nagging on me and my, my conscience a little bit that we need to do a better job of that. I feel like we've whoa, done whoa, whoa, a better whoa. job. Conscience. Yeah. A little bit tiny one. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I, I've, I've been trying to do a better job, but I still think there's some room for improvement there. And, and I'll take that. I take that criticism. I, I, I totally, he's, he's got a point and we'll continue to try to do better there. All right. Uh, all right. Further from Eric says, uh, somehow people, Chris's brother, others invested capital in the company and presumably got partial ownership as a result. 
Shouldn't that process have been talked about in detail? And it, I, I guess maybe I thought we had talked about it. Maybe we hadn't talked about it in, in as much detail as you like. So mm -hmm. let, let me say a little bit about what the structure of the ownership is. So when, when we started Holland Assets, so th this Holland Assets bo was born from essentially Motor Carrier HQ and my time at Motor Carrier HQ. Um, I've, I've spent years in the trucking industry helping truck drivers start their own business, go through the startup process, get in compliance with all the DOT regs and everything at Motor Carrier HQ. That that was kind of my first business and and it is really kind of where all this started. Mm -hmm. And Motor Carrier HQ is owned by myself, my brother, and my dad. Um, my dad and I bought it, w bought a reporting agency that has morphed into Motor Carrier HQ 12 years ago. Right. We brought my brother on and kind of similar to how we did with Nate, my, my dad for the most part was a silent partner until I got deployed with the military. He kind of came and helped manage things while I was gone. And then once I got back, he kind of still helped with, you know, he, he wasn't fully retired, didn't want to fully retire. My mom was still working. And so he kind of stayed on board and, and helped a little bit even after I got back from my deployment. Um, and then when he decided to completely transition out, we thought, well, let's bring in Chet and he can kind of take on some of the day-to-day -day role so I can, can still focus on growing the business. And right, some this other is still things. back in Motor Carrier HQ. Yeah, so this days. is Motor Carrier HQ. So, that's, so Motor Carrier HQ now is owned by Chet, my brother, my dad, and myself. And that's still today. And so when we decided to start hauling assets, haul, Motor Carrier HQ funded it, um, kind of helped with the whole process, and, and so because of that, it naturally made sense for the ownership of Motor Carrier HQ to really kind of um, become the ownership of Holland Assets. Right. And so that's why Chet's involved. That's why my dad still has a little piece of it. and Of Holland Assets. Of Holland Assets. And, yeah. and then I'm a part of it as well. And then we decided to bring on Nate, which we've already talked about. So that's really what the ownership of Holland Assets is at this point. Is a carryover from Motor Carrier HQ. And then adding Nate. Right. Yep. Okay. All right. So anything else, uh, any more detail you want to get into so on that? One, one of the things that he talks a little bit about, and this is one of those things that probably deserves an, another episode is, you know, partnerships. And we, we had an episode that completely focused on partnerships. Um, and it was one of the very first episodes and maybe we dive into this again, but one thing that I want to talk a little, I'll just say one thing that I even mentioned in that first episode about partnerships that I think is incredibly important. Finding the right partner is critical for your business. And one of the things that we've done to try to avoid as many conflicts and whatnot in our partnerships is something that one of the Koch brothers said that I heard one time that I thought was really smart. He said, in order for a partnership to work, it's got to have three things. Um, shared values, shared vision, and complementing skill sets. And every partnership that I'm a part of, and most of my businesses have partners in them, the ones that have functioned really, 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 really well, those three principles are are there. And, and I feel like we've got that with Nate. We've got that with Motor Carry HQ. We've got that with iThrive Funding. Um, some of the other businesses that I've done, it hasn't worked out as well. And we've had to make some changes. And, and that's maybe one of those things, like I've got another business that I think um, would be a really good case study for what do you do when they don't work out as well. 
Um, and, and we've had to make some changes there and, and I, that's probably a good future episode that we can talk a little bit about that. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Sounds like something we can dig into. So let's move on. We'll put a pin in that one for a future episode. Uh, Eric goes on. Oh boy. Does Eric go on? <laughs> we got a lot to, well, actually no, we, we've got a little bit more to get through. Uh, all right. The latest announcement about buying trucks was handled in an even worse way than the previous one. In my opinion, rather than being transparent, we found out months after the fact that a decision was somehow made to buy several more trucks. I would have thought there would have been careful discussion and decision-making, discussions with multiple parties, each with different viewpoints, but all we got was a superficial announcement well after the fact. Apparently doubling the size of your fleet is no big deal, Chris. <laughs> um, no, but point taken. It's a funny yeah, line, but point taken. Um, I, I really think you should be talking about those sorts of things more. Um, and again, I'll just interject and say, I, I seem to remember again from where i'm at in this chair there was some of that hand wringing about oh gosh covid has messed up the the uh the, the supplies out there you know the supply of trucks for us and we have to plan ahead and we we don't know when we're going to get them and suddenly yeah. you know three trucks show up on your doorstep and so when eric says there should have been you know more discussion more collaboration there was that but it was, you know, nine months in advance, 12 months in advance, you know, before those trucks finally got delivered to you. At least that's my memory of it. And and I, I think you're right. I, I think we probably skimmed the surface of it yeah. and we've definitely talked about it. But have we dove into it as deep as we probably right. should? No, probably not. Right. And so maybe we could do something. I think this is where another one of those sections of of, of his comments where we probably need to dedicate a full episode to. And we can what do, what do you call it? We could do a postmortem. Like oh, an yeah. after the fact let's yeah. go through and let's talk or at about least post hoc nothing's dead here chris <laughs> we'll call it post hoc all right we can we can talk <laughs> about what we did why we did it what our thought process was yeah. so I, I think that's a good a good episode to have it yeah at absolutely some point. you know and we'll do an episode where uh, you know you've, you've helped me a little bit with spreadsheets and i'll help you with your latin okay chris that, that'll be a full <laughs> episode important. full episode of latin lessons <laughs> we'll dive in uh, okay, so anything else on that one? I think that's, I think that's probably pretty. Okay, good. again, we'll put a pin in that. So, point being, with all this, thank you to Eric. It's uh, if people go to Facebook and, you, and it's not it's not deep down there. You just uh, scroll down a little ways to episode one hundred and five, uh, and there are a couple of comments from Eric on that episode. They're great comments, um, you know. So you can chime in there or on future episodes if you agree with uh, you know what he's saying with what Chris is saying right now. Uh, but Chris. Let's talk a little bit more about how things have changed, um, both with the business and with the podcast itself, and you know what's uh, what what you've decided to make a priority and deprioritize. Okay, so so one of them is is balance sheets. He talks about hey you you're not posting balance sheets anymore, and yeah that's true. And and I I think I explained this when I first stopped right. doing the balance sheets. One, it's it's just getting to be to do all of this to do a profit and loss statement, um, prepare the the episode. It takes more time than you'd think to get ready to to record one of these, and and I've just decided something's got to give. I don't think the balance sheet is. I mean, it's important, but it's not the most critical pieces of the financial statements of the business, and so that's just one of those things I decided to stop. You know, taking the time to 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 publish, and and that's just. That's it. I'm just, yeah, it's my time. Some, something I had to give. <laughs> yeah. Something I had to give. That's it. That's uh, one of them. All right. Uh, and then this is something that I've had on my mind, but I know you, you threw it into this outline here about year end financials that you wanted to talk about 
what's going on with those. Um, yeah, so he, on. so one of the things he also said is we, we aren't doing year end financials. He'd like to see what, what do our year end financials look like after we've applied depreciation and everything. And I totally agree. I, I need to do a better job of that. My reason for not doing it is because I usually don't get the depreciation expense piece until like March or maybe April mm-hmm. when taxes are actually due and my accountant gets to it. It's not something that I do myself. I don't calculate the depreciation piece. Um, I, I probably should. At some point, I'd love to do it on a monthly basis. Um, but again, that's just another one of those things that it takes time to figure out. It takes time to do. And I just haven't done it. I've been relying on my accountant to do it. And by the time it happens, you're three or four months into the next year. And feels a bit aged at yes. that point. Yeah. Yeah. Now that makes sense. Um, okay. But it, like I said, it's been on my mind. I That's a topic I would love to get into. So me and Eric are simpatico. I, I need to figure out a way to maybe get the numbers from my accountant a little faster so mm-hmm. we can do it at a more appropriate time and it makes a little bit more sense. Your accountant is thrilled to hear that from you, Chris. <laughs> uh, all right. So Eric also brought up um, the idea, that, and this is something that, again, we brought up very early in the first 10 episodes when you were just buying the truck. Uh, the idea of do you buy used or do you buy new? And you bought used for that first truck. For the first two. For the first two yeah. used trucks. And then everything after that has been new. Um, and so he was he was kind of calling out, hey, what whatever happened to that concept? Have you run the numbers? Have you tested that out? I need to. Yeah. I, and I've got it set up so that it, it won't take me too much time to do. It is something that's always like every time that I launch a new podcast episode, I kind of, you know, I either have a topic that I know I want to address or I go through a list of topic episodes that I've kind of been keeping. And this is one that's on there. Mm-hmm. I need to do it. Um, I, I plan on doing it. I will do it. I just don't have, it's not like one of the next three episodes I'm going to do, Okay, but it, it is something that is going to happen. Okay. And then uh, also along the lines of year-end financials, year-end goals. We talked about goal setting. Uh, was it the end of last year or the year before? Um, and so maybe some follow-ups on, yeah, on those where goals. We're out on those 2022 goals. So that's that's another podcast episode that I think we'll do sometime in the next several months and just kind of revisit. Okay, so how do we do on our 2022 goals? Right. Yeah, Q4 seems like a good time to do that. Yep. Um, all right. And oh, and then uh, he brought up... Uh, Another podcast out there. What, what's it called? It's called uh, Blue Ribbon Logistics. Blue Ribbon Logistics. There's your free shout out for the day, guys. No. <laughs> yeah, they they do. And I, I actually, they started about the same time we did. Oh, okay. And, I, and I've and i actually talked to Chris, one of the hosts on it, a, a few times. Whoa, whoa, whoa. They're really copying he, our format. They, yeah, then. same name and everything. Yeah. <laughs> he's, so he's a good guy. He's got yeah. a good name. It's a good start. Um, and they're, I, I like a lot of what they talk about and a lot of what they teach. It's just, it's different. They, they talk about, um, the least owner operator model. We talk about the independent owner operator model. Um, I think what they do is smart and, and I think you can gain a lot of really good knowledge from both podcasts. And, and so, um, Eric's point was, is we should do a comparison between the two. And, and I think, I, we've done that up to a, a certain degree. We've mm-hmm. had a, a, an episode the, the, where we've talked the about two styles of ownership, mm-hmm. right? And we've talked a little bit about some of those pros and cons, but a deeper dive into it and revisiting it would probably be mm-hmm. well worth doing. And um, how we go about it's it's another one of those I've added. It's added on to my list to do a deeper dive into that, and yeah. it'll happen. It just may be a little bit. And you know, in the meantime, hey, you're out on the road a lot. Go ahead and subscribe to both. 
Again, yeah. hey, there's your free plug. There you go. All right, I'm I'm expecting my check in the mail anytime <laughs> from uh, <laughs> from Blue Ribbon from Chris and uh, Larry. I, I Larry, the other, okay, yeah. all right. So Larry, I, then I, I want mine from Larry because he's the Craig of that podcast. <laughs> all right. Uh, <laughs> I don't know if that's the case. I think Larry might because Larry might be the, the Chris. more business. Like he's been in, he's been around the block a lot more in business than Chris has, and Chris is kind of. Uh, I, uh, hopefully, Chris doesn't take offense to this, but like more of his mentee, Chris sure. is. And Chris is smart. Like he's learned a lot and he's like, so uh, yeah, that's, that what's that, what that's telling me is that the next phase of the Hall and podcast is when I buy my truck and you mentor me through the first year. Yeah. And uh, the student has learned more than the master. <laughs> that's yeah. exactly right. And I, uh, I, I made, you made 200,000 in revenue in your first year and you'll make, four. and I'll make, I'm going to make 600, six. Okay. Yeah, yeah. With, with one truck, with one it. truck, no problem. Yeah. Absolutely. keep those wheels turning just wait for uh, inflation to do its thing and we'll see so uh eric did finish up by uh, by giving us a nice compliment and we do appreciate that uh, this this is how you this this is how you give feedback right chris you yeah sandwich it with that and so he yeah. said i admire what you're trying to do with the podcast <laughs> what you're trying I'm to trying. do yeah well. <laughs> uh with the podcast wish you the best of luck well thank you eric uh we genuinely appreciate the comment um hey, i i've had a little bit of fun with the comment i hope you don't take that the wrong way i have a little fun with everything frankly um but it's it's a great comment awesome feedback and it kind of has offered uh, a soul searching if not course correction then at least a checkpoint for us right for sure. uh, what is this podcast doing is it is it delivering what we're hoping it delivers um and i hope that people will give us some comments and let us know uh, what they're getting out of it, both positive and negative. Um, you know, we, we love hearing about it, right? Chris? And, and and I honestly really, truly appreciate Eric and the time that he took in, in making those comments and, and they're well thought out and he's got a lot of really good points and, um, it, it gave us a chance to do some soul searching and, and try to do better and try to improve. We should always constantly be trying to improve and no matter in, in what we're doing. And sometimes it's good to get a little, a little jab, a little poke to get mm-hmm. you moving in the right direction. And I feel like Eric did that in a very kind, tactful way. And um, so thank you. And, and, and I, and I hope to be able to hear, like you said, comments from other people, whether it's on that same episode, um, one Oh five and Facebook or anywhere uh, on the, the, the website, let us know whether you agree, disagree with Eric, or if there's additional things that you, you'd kind of like to see addressed and we'll, uh, we'll talk about them. I'll tell you the first comment we're going to get, Chris, is this one went too long. <laughs> it's, it's probably one of our longer episodes in quite a while. <laughs> it is. So yeah. after this marathon, I, I do want to thank not just Eric, but everybody else for listening um, and for for hanging out with us for, gosh, three and a half years, Chris. Uh, has it been that long? Um, let's see. I mean, yeah. you were. You yeah, almost, were. yeah, April of 2019. So that'd be almost three and a half years. You were old Actually, when we started. It has but been almost exactly three and a half. Crazy. How about that? Old Time one flies. we started, and now you're you are truly aged. Yeah, um, still beautiful. Though. Venerable. I, we're calling you venerable. Chris. <laughs> uh, so go to hollandassetsllc.com. You can leave comments there. You can also do it on Facebook. Find us on Facebook. Uh, MotorCarrierHQ.com for the uh, for the the resources and the phone number that you can call to get a personal, uh, you know, over the phone resource. Uh, so all of that is at MotorCarrierHQ.com. Chris. Thanks for uh, for going through the marathon episode with me, and I'll see you next time. See you then. Thanks, Craig.